looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want, and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Come see us on tour. We start our tour up again in like, what, three weeks? Minneapolis, oh Chicago, God. Vancouver, Los They're Angeles, back. San Francisco, Soon Toronto, we'll Boston, New York again. Oh my God, we'll be back in action. It's going to be very fun to get back on the road, eating M&Ms left and right. Oh my God, I ate so many M&Ms last time. It was like, and then I even had more M&Ms that I took with. It, it's truly so many M&Ms. It's like tour really now just means eating M&Ms in between shows. You know my favorite John Early, Kate Berlant video that's like 10 years old, but the one where they talk about how they miss Paris. Paris. <laughs> Yes. I miss Paris. Do you miss M&M's? <laughs> Do you miss Paris? Yes. Thank God you're coming over because we can talk about this because I can't talk about it with other friends. I can't talk about it with other friends. People are scared. People here are scared. It's a fear-based culture. In Paris, it's a luxury-based It's culture. a fear-based culture in America. Remember Brian? Oh, my God. Okay, Brian, when I came back from at? Paris, I was like, hey, Brian. And Brian, when I came back from Paris, I looked great. I was confident. I was well-read. I feel like I miss tour, tour, tour. I miss tour. That's how I feel right now. <laughs> We took a little break, but we're it's fine. We're going back. Buy tickets. Who weekly us? Here's an actual breaking news. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Sorry, that was my car speaking at me. Um, so funny that you brought up the Ana de Armas yesterday lawsuit in Tuesday's episode of the podcast because today is Wednesday, and scrolling Facebook today, I saw that that lawsuit got thrown out. Um, so to all the people who sued because they paid money to watch yesterday in hopes of seeing Ana de Armas, I guess a big F you. Me and Greece showing hole, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Me and Greece showing hole. I think that's Minnesota. I've never heard Ana de Armas in Minnesotan and I love it. <laughs> I love it. Anna de Armas's lawsuit was thrown out. She's huge there, first of all, as you, <laughs> you didn't know that she's literally huge there. That's They've been waiting for this judgment to fall. Also, the thing with us and the law is I do feel like we kind of bring up court cases that we're never going to follow up with. Like, we're mm-hmm. n- we don't have plans to, like, like, I didn't care how this turned out. Mm-hmm. But I am laughing that it did turn out this way, you know? 
And the way it turned out was, here's a Hollywood Reporter headline, Judge dismisses lawsuit claiming Universal duped Ana de Armas fans into watching yesterday. You have to read the best paragraph. This is so, this is too good. But the court found that Wu Life, who rented the movie wolf, a second time on Google. It's probably just Wolf. <laughs> Wu Life. <laughs> but the but the court found that Wolf, who rented the movie a second time on Google Play under the belief that Armus could appear in the director's cut, quote, lacks standing to bring a suit because, quote, his injury is self-inflicted. <laughs> Me when I read yesterday on VOD. <laughs> Bobby's like, you're only hurting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not done. Wilson concluded Wolf didn't watch yesterday because of statements from Universal that Armus appears in the movie. He also found that there was no need to believe that the, quote, version of yesterday that they accessed on Google Play would be a different version of the movie. I will say this is absurd, obviously, they're, and they're making him look bad, Mr. Wolf. But <laughs> I do think that it's a reasonable assumption that the bonus features or the extra footage might have should have mm -hmm. stuff that was reportedly cut from the original film including a cameo by Arnold Armas yeah. Armas yeah don't you think I get that it's not enough to win a lawsuit over but I do think that that's like that's the most kind of yeah but of this yeah but yeah well I mean what I can't stop thinking about is whether or not he at least got like Four ninety nine back for his Google Play rental of yesterday. The director's cut. Well, he could have probably gotten the four ninety nine, no problem. But then he said, "Give me a million, you know. And they said, "Okay, well, we're gonna have to go to court." And then he was like, "Now we're trolling, you know." He listened to this quote: "Unable to rely on fame of actors playing Jack Malik or Ellie to maximize ticket and movie sales and rentals, defendant consequently used Mr. Armas's fame, radiance, and brilliance." to promote the film by including her scenes in the movie trailers advertising yesterday the complaint stated mm -hmm. i love that they said not only do we deserve money because she wasn't in this movie but you are scammers because you use the quote fame radiance and brilliance of anna de armas in the trailers to lead your audience astray even though you knew she wasn't even in the flipping movie I'm no lawyer, but to me, he has a reasonable claim. I'm still on team, what's his name? Wolf. 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 <laughs> Wolf. Also, the actors playing Jack Malik or Ellie, I love that. It's like, who? Like, also, he's a point. Like, who's in this movie? Himesh Patel of Station okay. 11 fame. And Girly. What's her name? Girly. Girly. You know, not Lily Collins, the other one. Mamma Lily Mia. James. Lily James. Yeah. The other one. This is just one of the funniest entertainment lawsuits we've gotten in like a really long time. Mm -hmm. You know, especially amid all the strike drama, which is not funny and quite serious. Yeah. This is like just true. Very, it gives very patent troll, you know, but it's got, it's got heart. <laughs> this is so much money and time wasted on Ana de Armas. And I cannot believe her power to this day. You know what's interesting to me, when this lawsuit was filed, the Ana de Armas that we know today was a very different Ana de Armas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I will say this was pre-blonde, so it was even different in that way. She wasn't a nominee yet, an Oscar nominee. But even now, it's kind of like, what's going on, girly? You know? Mm -hmm. Where you been? Yeah. The post-Ben Affleck thing, kind of, she said, I don't want to deal with, you know, 
being in tabloid culture anymore. Yeah. I think she's still dating that last guy that she, that we talked about her with. Paul, Paul, he's an actor. Oh, the guy she met on Tinder or the guy who owns Tinder? Who is it? The <laughs> guy who owns Tinder. <laughs> like, did she you meet him on Tinder? Meeting a guy they... on Tinder. Oh, yeah. Anna Darmas dating the okay, guy who owns Tinder. He's a Tinder, Tinder executive. They didn't meet on Tinder. They met because he owns Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't meet because of that. I'm but screaming he does. that Ron Howard is directing a movie called Origin of Species. I was like, what is it? Does that have to do with the Galapagos? And it does. But I love that. <laughs> Wait, how did we get there? Because I'm looking at Ana de Armas' IMDb. I'm like, what is she up oh. to? Because the last movie that, that she was in, Ghosted, is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life. No hyperbole. It says, follows a group of people fueled by a profound desire for change. In order to turn their back on society, they leave everything behind and set their futures on the harsh landscape of the Galapagos, directed by Ron Howard. Um, great. Who is originating species again? The cast of this is Ana de Armas, Alicia Vikander, <laughs> Daisy Edgar-Jones, Jude Law, and Daniel Brühl. It's crazy to like take the origin of species, which is like not that, to and turn it into a thriller uh, directed by Ron Howard. But that's a huge slay or whatever. Did you know we can move on to the rest of the show because you are listening to Who's There Up with the College Show? We'll be to your questions, comments, and concerns at six one nine. Who them? Did you know that your favorite musical, Beautiful, is being adapted for the screen? No, and that it's starring it's Daisy musical. Edgar Jones. I'm kidding. It's not my favorite. Musical. It's Daisy Edgar Jones as Carol King, and it's directed by Lisa Cholodenko. That's a slay. Wait, what are you kidding about? Oh, that it's my favorite. I was like, are you actually kidding about this? Yeah, no, no I'm not. kidding. I'm you're kidding serious. in that it's your favorite musical, but it's a real thing. Wait, Daisy Edgar Jones sings? Or she's lip syncing to Carol. Daisy Edgar Jones supposed to look like Carol King? <laughs> okay. It's good. She's going she's going maestro is what I'm going to say. <laughs> she's going to have to go maestro for that role. I'm sorry. Daisy Edgar Jones is playing Carol. <laughs> So funny. Daisy has a spirit and energy I re- I recognize as myself when I was younger. She's tremendous talent, and I know she's going to give great performance. They really do not know what to do with this woman. It's hysterical. I keep on like googling like Carol King Young and Carol King Carol King Carol King Young Carol King. That's not okay. She's going maestro. She calls Bradley, who's your nose guy? <laughs> it's... Nose guy? It's not even just that. I'm. It's the whole, it's everything. Oh, my God. Whatever. I love Carol King. I'm like, so. I feel so crazy about this. <laughs> just looking at old pictures of Carol King going, okay. They already did a side by side. It's not, it's, it's something. All right. Okay. Can we move on, please? It's giving wrong. <laughs> it's giving. Oh, my God. I'm losing it. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, I just had to pause the episode because you guys were questioning whether Lauren Sanchez knew any of these people, Eva Longoria, uh, Chris, anything like that, before uh, becoming Mrs. Bezos 2.0. Um, as an L.A. native, I can think she said she confidently, like, knew all those people. She was a popular host on Good Day LA in like the early 2000s. And that was like the most popular morning uh, news station. And like, that's how I became exposed to pop culture and had a lot of D-list, C-list celebs there. And she definitely interacted with them during that time. I think she was also an extra and like, so you think you can dance? So I feel like she's rubbing shoulders with a lot of those people. That's all. Showing hole. Bye-bye. 
Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Uh, long time, long time. I wanted to call in because I know you guys keep saying you're just wondering how this random helicopter woman is friends with all of these celebrities. We keep forgetting that Lauren Sanchez's ex-husband is Patrick Weitzel, who is a big dog at William Morris Endeavor, which also represents Eva Longoria. So it's probably safe to say that at one point, Lauren met Eva through Patrick. She probably met Chris through Patrick. She's been running in these circles for a very long time, which I'm sure makes Bezos very happy. So not to say, you know, anything in her defense, but that is probably where she's getting all of these quote-unquote celebrity friends. Um, Crunch Crunch, Lindsay Podcaster, bye. Two dumb things that we've definitely mentioned before. It's not just a helicopter company. (laughs) She was on Good Day LA, aka Celebrities, and was married to Patrick Weitzel, aka Celebrities. She literally interviewed celebrities on the red carpet. Like I was looking up clips of her, like for some reason, and the only ones that exist are her being like, Julia Louis Dreyfus, what are you wearing tonight? (laughs) Like she really is all over the place, you know? Mm -hmm. I think our bit went a little too far, but I also realized, yeah, she was married to one of the most powerful agents in Hollywood for, like, a good amount of time, and that's how she definitely 100% knows Kris Jenner and mm-hmm. has known her for probably a long time. Right. At least I was right on having a feeling that it wasn't, like, them all just being like, hello, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. We definitely talked about this the first time we talked about Lauren Sanchez, too, like, however many years ago when they started um dating. We did. Hey, Who Weekly. Uh First time, long time. You're going to get a million calls on this from Chicagoans, but the new Rita Ora song uh, with the drinking all night lyrics is actually a sample from Chance the Rapper. Really good song, really good album. Um, anyway, maybe that's why she said something about songs you already know. Um, so, yeah, that's where that's from. Uh, Leanne Cuisine, Crunch Crunch. When I say 100 people called about this, I mean 100 people called about this. I think that's not an exaggeration. A hundred calls. I think everyone who called about this thought they were the only person who was going to call about this. Which, what does that say about Chance the Rapper? I knew this song sounded familiar, but I like didn't really like think that it would. I mean, obviously it is a sample. Rita is queen of samples. Songs are all samples these days. But I guess it's just people were more appalled that it's like a direct sample. Like it's not even like, oh, it's it's changing it. It's, it's mm-hmm. moving it around. It's putting it backwards. It's moving it like up or down in speed. It's just literally the same sample. Yeah. Someone called in. There were so many calls about this that I'm not sure if I'm going to find this one. But someone was like, I mean, I get why you didn't remember that because Chance the Rapper is definitely still a who. And I was kind of like, is he? He's not. I think he's a no, them. No, not at all. He's Chance the Rapper's a them. So anyway, moving on. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm listening to Friday's episode. And you guys are talking about calling me. And the American version would definitely have to be Jenna Lyons. She has an amazing career in fashion, and she's currently on The Real Housewives of New York City. She would be the perfect one. Okay, bye. Showing whole. Crunch, crunch. I understand the Jenna Lyons thought process, but I lost my love for the Jenna Lyons decision when a British friend texted me, it's Aisha Curry. <laughs> and I was like, oh, 
that makes a lot of sense. It's definitely not Jenna Lyons because she's not a wag, and that was kind yeah, of the whole point. That of was it. the point. Yeah. And and also Colleen Rooney's never done reality TV, even though our wags sometimes do reality TV and sometimes actually British wags do reality TV, but not her. So it'd have to be actually a wag who hasn't done reality reality TV. There is a element of having been with the same guy for so long, it you're a wag. You don't do reality TV and you're like interested in fashion and that's your like celebrity thing. The Curry thing, it's like her last name is powerful for sports reasons and for her own individual reasons. It's like there's a a sports adjacent weight to the last name that Jenna Lyons doesn't have that Aisha Curry does have. So I just think that Aisha Curry is closest. I agree. The other thing about Aisha Curry though that doesn't quite get to Colleen Rooney is the fashion, although she is definitely an aspirational influencer. I don't think there's the direct line to fashion, but also like there's something fashion-y she's a food about food. Person now, <laughs> yeah. so maybe let's just say like it's the adjacent to that is like she's interested Lifestyle. in style. Yeah, food. It's also just a different wag culture it's over totally here that I would yeah. say is like hard to emulate we don't really have the same i mean somebody said timmy said how about lars of pippin not bad like it's different i colleen i i feel like is weirdly still put on a pedestal in a way because she hasn't done reality tv i do think Larsa pippin is closer than jenna lyons though oh for sure and i think aisha curry is closer than anything i think that works i want to be famous who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. <laughs> is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh, 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 uh. You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time and it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because it's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. Hi, this is Amy Poehler here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts, the team that brought you Say More with Dr. Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast, Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it and how would it come in handy? This is what I'm asking myself every single day. Even if I'm not planning on going on a trip where I need to use a new language, I'm just like, my brain needs to stay alive. My brain needs to stay active. And there's only so many crossword puzzles I can do in one week. And that's why exactly. I just feel like putting my mind to the test would just be using Rosetta Stone to improve my language skills. And I'm always like idealizing 
oh, I want to learn Francais. So when I go to Francais, I can speak French <laughs> with the person in You go to Quebec. But really, I'm speaking I'm speaking on a like dream level, which is also great. Use Rosetta Stone to learn the language of a place you're dreaming of visiting. But also, practically, it makes more sense for me to learn Spanish. And if I'm going to learn Spanish, I'm going to do it on Rosetta Stone. That's amazing. They've been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users, and they have 25 languages offered. You have fast language acquisition because they immerse you in the language. There aren't English translations, so you really learn to speak. You listen. You think in the language with Rosetta Stone, and it has an intuitive process, so you pick up the language naturally. First words, then phrases, then sentences, which means it's designed for long-term retention. And the app has a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation, like <laughs> having a personal trainer for your accent. It's very helpful. Okay. That was good. That was good. Thank it's, you. It's convenient. There's an amazing value. You can get a lifetime membership and just have every single language, all 25 languages you can have for your lifetime. And you can just work through them as long as you're alive. That's kind of an iconic mm -hmm. goal to have. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Who Weekly listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash who. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash who today. I want to be famous. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, so there's something going on in the drag race universe and the rest of reality TV universe. This Josh Peter character who was like dead for a couple hours but then surprise he wasn't actually dead someone hacked his Instagram account and he was dating Monica Beverly Hills from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race I think well she was on the most recent season of All Stars and then I think she was like season five before then anyway she is like going at him kind of like in statements and stuff like claiming that he faked his own death for attention which um, based on things that I've heard about this man seems likely, but anyway, I'm just curious, what's his deal? Can you, um, unload all the tea? Because I've only seen like some Reddit comments, so it would be nice to hear it all in one place. Um, yeah, thank you guys. Crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. We do. What is this call focused on? This call is so good because it's it's just someone who's clearly a Drag Race fan being like, this guy was dead for a couple hours, but let's focus on Monica Beverly Hills. <laughs> I love the perspective like... here. Because if you're on the if you're a Bachelor stan, if you're a Bachelorette stan, you're like, this was a season that I was sort of paying attention to. Uh, this is 2015, season 11. He was kicked off in week one, which is hysterical. How long? Like, Is it literally it's Caitlyn's season. It's Caitlyn Bristow's season. And it's the season uh -huh. with, famously, Nick Vile and Ben Higgins. Also that guy with the... There was that guy famously. with the hair, Jordan or something. Jordan? Fame, famously. Famously. This is a nice story for Drag Race and Bachelorette people to come together. I mm -hmm. do think that they vaguely overlap, but it's actually pretty rare. And I think that people who are once Bachelor, Bachelorette people often drift away from that community mm -hmm. and end up not. Like kind of like me and Bobby. It's like it got old. Yeah. Dra I think Drag Race people like are very, very dedicated to Drag Race. But I do think watching both is relatively rare mm -hmm. is that a crazy thing to say i'm um, obviously you're out there don't call yeah like, i just think it is like those are two shows that take a lot of time and have a lot of energy in terms of fan stuff so i feel like 
it's hard to it's hard to go hard for both. I don't personally know anyone off the top of my head who like Me kind neither. of loudly stands both of these shows. I know plenty of people who loudly stand one or the other. You're right. It just feels like two very different cultures, and they're coming mm-hmm. together because a guy <laughs> from The Bachelorette faked his death, I guess. Well, and at one point mm-hmm. he was dating Monica Beverly Hills, who had a brief kind of but powerful moment in the latest season of Drag Race. And she's also one of the first Drag Race contestants to come out as trans, too. So that's why, because I'm not a Drag Race person, but I recognize the name because I was like, oh, I've seen you covered outside of, like, Drag Race media because of your, Mm -hmm. like, personal story. Yeah, she also had, like, a very viral moment this season where she sang a song that kind of, like, went viral because it was, like, so funny and pretty bad. Okay. So... That's a separate thing. And honestly, the Monica Beverly Hills stuff didn't get added to this story until like two weeks ago. Uh, Well, before we get into it, this is like half funny and half, I don't want to say alarming, but half just like not super funny. Mm -hmm. If you take everything that this guy, Josh, says at his word, then it's simply hysterical. And if you think that he's lying or that it's a hoax it gets a little less hysterical bordering on maybe a little dark when you have someone who's like brought up their mental health struggle in the past it's hard to find everything entirely light and silly i just think it's worth saying that up front before we get into it because a lot of this is silly and fun but then every little layer that you unpeel uh, leads it to lose a little bit of that uh hilarious luster i guess Anyway, we can start with that said. In 2015, Josh Sider was a contestant on season 11 of The Bachelorette. He was kicked out in season one, which is hysterical. I definitely watched the first episode of The Bachelorette because this was in my era where I watched the first episode of all The Bachelor and The Bachelorettes and then never again. I mean, they were good. I mean, they were good. Because they were great, like, two-hour shows. Hilarious. He was, his thing was like, I'm a law student, but I'm also an exotic dancer. So I'm like hot and have like hot tattoos, but I'm also like, I know the law, right? That was his story. Caitlin Bristow, whoever it was, was like, no thanks, bye-bye. Then he comes out as pansexual in like 2021. At the same time, he starts talking about like his mental health struggles. He's like, I have OCD, I'm bipolar. Here's my story. His story starts ramping up even further this year. So let's flash forward two years to June 2023, and he comes out as bisexual. Oh. But then he has this whole thing where he's like, I don't believe in labels or whatever. Point is, he says, I'm dating a man in 2023. I have a boyfriend. There is something very funny about how, like, no matter how long you are on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, you somehow get equal standing in the community of, like, cast-offs. There is, like, Bachelor Nation really does kind of all, you know... I keep trying to remember what the saying is. What is rising water floats all boats? What is the fucking saying? It's in my brain, but I like don't know. The rising tide lifts all boats. Rising tide lifts all boats. I think Mm -hmm. I even tried to say it on the podcast at one point. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That sounds that sounds believable. Bachelor Nation is very rising tide lifts all boats. Water going up lifts the ships. You probably said that's once and I didn't even think about it. When that water goes up, it lifts the ships. I think and I, I was just sa- nodding I like, I that's so true, Lindsay. Said that. I think I literally <laughs> said that. Rising, but you get what it means, right? Yeah, I get it. You sure? When when things are going well, doesn't matter if you got a shitty boat or if you got the Titanic, which I guess looking back was a shitty well, boat. If you got a shitty boat or the spirit of the seas, it's yes. going to float if the tide's rising. Yeah, okay, so that's how I feel about 
bachelor nation i just i'm always surprised when these these men and women who don't otherwise who normally like have like very little part in the show are still part of this big community that we have to somehow pay attention to meanwhile Mm. there's like hundreds of people in this community now you know what i mean there's been years and years and years of these shows if you can put former bachelor contestant in front of your name us weekly and people will write about you forever for all of time it doesn't matter right yeah and so will Instinct Magazine. Okay, sorry. No, it's a good point. So you were on your journey. Keep going. He's bisexual in 2023. Comes out as bisexual in June 2023, right? Pride Month. I have a boyfriend. In August, two weeks ago, before all of this, Monica posted a photo of them like on a date. He's like kind of kissing her or whatever. She was like, we were officially a couple. It was a wow. real date. That was our second date. And we wow. decided that it was real, right? Wow. And she said later on, this is after the fact, she told Entertainment Weekly, that night we made it official and let everybody know on social media that we were dating. This photo is no longer up on the internet anymore, but you can find it very easily. They're out like a bar. He's kissing her. Okay. Then on Monday of this week, Josh Sider official posts this. uh, It's not a notes app. It's not anything. It's like a screenshot from like pages. Well, this is like what just happened with Lil Tay also. The same exact format. It's almost like somebody saw Lil Tay's situation and got an idea. And said, I could do that. It is with an extremely heavy heart that we share the tragic news of Joshua's unexpected passing. As all who knew him can attest, Joshua was an incredibly bright light in an increasingly dim world. His fearless voice and indomitable spirit helped thousands of people in their darkest moments just feel a little less alone. Although our heartache at Joshua's passing pains us beyond measure, we find comfort in knowing that he is finally at peace. We hope and pray that his spirit can continue to live on in the pictures and words on this page, which we will leave up for the time being. We don't need the rest. And it talks about mental health and calls this mental health crisis service. Then Deadline covers it, too, without any sort of confirmation other than, haven't we learned anything? Everyone covers it. Have we not learned anything? I think TMZ still has their tail between their legs because of little Tay stuff. Oh, yeah. Everyone just believes an Instagram statement. Reach out and confirm. I mean, you look foolish. Deadline posted. And you know this wasn't, like, at the go. Someone had to write this weird obituary of him and he was alive. The little taste stuff is crazier because he uses so much of, well, whoever wrote this, uses a lot of the language from Lil Tay. Wait, really? It's with a heavy heart. Tragic news. The devastating news of passing. You know, like, there is enough here where you could read both and be like, hmm. And I know that when you're announcing the death of someone, you, you there is like a very specific word bucket that you pull from. Yeah, but still, true. this is giving right. Lil Tay's death hoax. In a way that I think is unignorable. Well, it just happened. It just happened. And I think Lil Tay's was so effective because she's young and no one knew what happened to her. And she was a flash in the pan viral type meme person situation. So it felt dark to begin with. So this dark ending feels a little bit like, uh, you know what I mean? But and also... The idea that a Bachelor contestant who is, like, kicked off the first episode and maybe also people are like, ugh. But, like, what's so crazy is to do these so close together. Yeah. And no one even says, I'm going to double check. Yeah. Lil Tay, to be very clear, we didn't talk about it because it is dark. But literally, like, the next day or later that we everyone covered it. Everyone saw this on Instagram, covered it. And then, like, they were like... No, she's not dead. Well, the stuff about Lil Tay was more complex because Lil Tay had like family members speaking 
at, right after. Right. Even while Lil Tay's dad knew that she was alive, he was giving very vague statements that were like egging them on. Well, and also had been for a long time. So yeah. this is a little bit different because this happened so fast. Like the turnover between right. like fake and real. Like that this is an adult. was put on Instagram. <laughs> this Instagram was put on Instagram deadline wrote up a freaking obit. So did, did lots of people. So did Us Weekly. So did whomever. I can laugh about this now because he's alive. But the advocates headline was like they gotta find they gotta find the gay angle. Josh Sider, by Bachelorette contestant, has died at thirty six. Where it was like, no, no, call him by. Give us a reason for posting him on this website. <laughs> so then this is Monday. On Tuesday. He releases an Instagram reel where he's like, I'm alive. He said, Celine Dion, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jinx. I'm alive. No comments. Comments turned off. I'm alive. I'm alive. It is literally giving I've been kidnapped, but I'm alive. I'm alive. If someone faked my death. Yes. And I had to announce my living status. I would only post the Celine Dion song. That's all I would do. I wouldn't put my face. Who Weekly co-host Bobby Finger seemingly alive after posting Celine Dion smash on his Instagram grid. (laughs) I'm alive. Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Great song. Okay. Great song. The opening of I'm Alive is like so beautiful. The slow. (laughs) Okay. Stop. You're getting you're getting derailed. gorgeous this video really is giving proof of life i don't love it it's he's standing in front of like a white background it is like are you okay it is like are you kidnapped it is like wait let me play the hey guys as you can see um i am alive and well (laughs) um my account was hacked um for the last 24 hours i've been trying desperately to get into it Okay, I'm sorry. What era of celebrity are we in in that your Instagram account of a guy who was kicked off first of The Bachelor in 2015? In 2015, get like I'm sorry, that's that's literal irrelevance. Gets hacked mm-hmm. and a a statement of death including like sensitive language around suicide and all of that is part of this announcement. What era of celebrity are we in? The darkest one yet. The darkest timeline. It is. It feels bad to have laughed at it a little bit, even though it is, I think, objectively funny because it's sort of like uh, you have to take it with a grain of salt. What's like you have to take it at his word. What is going on? He got hacked. That's all it is. He says he got hacked. I guess I should believe him because that's what he said in the video. And I know that he's struggled with mental health in the past, but this is what he said happened. When you get hacked, somebody posts a link to a MacBook that goes to a phishing site. When mm-hmm. you get hacked, in my day, hacking was simple. It was destructive. They took your followers away. Yeah. They changed your username. They did some sort of Bitcoin link scam. I mean, yeah. it was simple. It was simple. Since when does hacking involve like fake death announcement? You know, it's weird. It's really fucked up. No, it's really fucked up. And the thing is, like, whether or not you believe that this guy faked his own death, mm-hmm. whether or not you believe that this was a hack, mm-hmm. this is the sort of thing that does happen these days. So, like, it it's bleak that this happens mm-hmm. at all, you know? know anyway, know. so he says, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm going to put the Celine Dion thing in there every time I say it. Hours later, Monica Beverly Hills speaks with Entertainment Weekly I'm not surprised that she said this. I'm surprised that they published it. 
their responsibility to kind of edit it down and like make it concise I don't think was maybe followed more more to err on Mm -hmm. like let's show like the wackiness let's show the personality yeah I think that's fair but like this interview is very long she goes into the details of their relationship which again started and ended like two weeks before this hack and she's like I'd heard from mutual friends that he was like what did she call him that he's a clout chaser da, 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 da. but i've known him for a long time i knew him when he was a go-go dancer and i did drag but like we didn't start dating until august after we like took these photos on social media he like sent me a text and said hey hun i'm sorry but i'm not good my grandpa passed away this morning in his sleep heading to the airport now my life is in shambles and i can't give you the time and dedication you deserve let's remain friends thank you for being amazing Okay. Like she quoted she the quoted text him. to EW. Yes, to EW. Okay. And this is after she's like, he has no communication skills. He has no communication skills. And that's what she's using as proof that he probably faked his own death. To be fair, that's pretty clear communication. Just saying. As- yeah. Aside from all of this stuff, mm-hmm. that's pretty clear. So they're like, okay, he says he's hacked. Do you believe him? And she's like, hell no. Because if you were hacked, you should have let me know. And I could have figured all of your stuff out. You wouldn't have just like not told me you would have told people that are close to you to like figure your things out but he didn't do anything it's sick in the fucking head again it's like they left in these lines that are specifically like directed towards his mental health unedited it's weird calling him sick in the head when he's out here being like my my goals are to like keep blogging about like mental Mental health health. you know Yeah. yeah it's very very weird and then she's like they're like have you reached out to him and she's like i tried but he blocked my number and then the last question is For the next person who might date him, what would you say to that person? And Monica goes, run, don't even do it. If you know what's good for you, run. I almost don't even like quoting this. Then she releases a statement on Instagram after that interview kind of goes viral. Her statement at the top says, hashtag not my shit. It has a full headline and it is pink and stylized. It's very official. You've got the the wording in the caption as well as on the the image. It's like a custom letterhead. It's like a custom stationery, basically. I'm happy to hear he's alive, but I'm so angry at the situation. It's infuriating that so many people who care about Josh have been deeply affected by this. Everyone deserves grace, but unfortunately, I can't help but think that he was able to pull this stunt as a cisgender white man acting like he was dead when so many of my sisters and trans women of color have been brutally murdered this year and the same love and support isn't shown to them. I mean, that is true. Like, it is fucked up that he was like, I'm dead. Oops. And then like, no consequence. Just Mm -hmm. like, wow, mental health is crazy. And also I was hacked. And it's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? You get to come back from the dead, bitch? Okay. For promo? Exactly. It's not until this statement that her frustrations are really sort of made clear. She's very clear. I think that the Entertainment Weekly interview was a mistake. Had she just released this, I think, and like been like, this guy's lying his ass off. And as a trans person, I'm offended because this is this double standard that exists. And like, look at all these people in my community who've actually died and no one gave a shit about it. And you're out here giving a shit about this cis guy who didn't even actually die. Like, I understand the frustrations there. And I think this should have stood alone. So in a way, I kind of think this was her sort of being like, yikes, why did I talk to Entertainment Weekly? I need to say what I actually mean and something that's actually going to be helpful. It's a complicated thing to talk about. And also that he keeps talking about it. He went on like extra TV and gave an exclusive interview about what happened. But it's also just crazy because you're being rewarded for this. Like that's the the thing. It's like he knew that he would do this and be 
ta- it would be talked about. I've never mm. heard of this guy in my fucking life, even though I like kind of watched that season. Yeah. I don't remember the guy that was kicked off first. I didn't know that he dated Monica Beverly Hills, even though I knew who Monica Beverly Hills was because she was great on Drag Race. So it's like, OK, well, I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. And now we have here's my side of fake death saga. Correcting it wasn't my priority. Bachelorette alum Josh Sider insists he didn't fake his death amid Instagram hack speculation. Like the Bachelorette alum Josh Sider says he wants to keep living and searching for peace after death hoax exclusive he's Mm -hmm. giving exclusive interviews across all networks and they're all being like they're all doing it sure we'll talk to you meanwhile none of what he's saying to them makes any sense to prove monica beverly hills's point like people did an exclusive interview with this guy even though he's already sort of said everything he could possibly say and they haven't written up what she wrote in her instagram piece like All of this is just proving Monica's underlying frustrations with the media. You know, like, they didn't say shit about what she wrote, and they'll say anything that he says, even though he's clearly an unreliable narrator. I don't know, like, Mm -hmm. it's complicated and messy, and the rare instance when Bachelorette and Drag Race fandoms combine. Let's move on. Hi, BLT. I am calling in regards to a post on Instagram by Cecily Strong. She posted a what I think might be Spawn uh, post about a trip she took eight months ago in Puerto Vallarta with her mom and her brother and a bunch of other people. Anyway, she tags them, but it doesn't necessarily say add. It just feels weird. And also, like, did someone yell at her and say, you never did your post about the Vedanta Resort eight months later? So she posted it. She also even says in the comments that most of the photos were not taken by her. It's all very weird. Also, she mentions husbands. Is she married? Anyway, crunch, crunch. We're not going to talk about whether Cecily Strong is married. We need to focus on the meat and potatoes of this issue because it's really fucking funny. Is it Spawn? <laughs> well, what is it? Let me redo the caption. It's long, but I feel like you need to hear the tone to really get it. It's a carousel of photos that nobody is in, first of all. <laughs> Each photo less personality than the last. It does look beautiful It does look beautiful, but it is giving brochure and not even like a brochure with a personal professional photographer. There's a final group photo at the end that she's in, but that's it. Okay. Most of them are not are not are empty. Posted four days ago. Okay. This post is very late. But the last year has been a little crazy. Last Thanksgiving, I got to spend the best vacation ever in PV with mom, bro, both husbands, and friend with benefits. Kind of makes it sound like she has both two husbands, and I love that. At the gorgeous at Vidanta Resort in PV, who served as the most gorgeous room I've ever gotten to stay in, truly, actually. Views like, whoa, amazing dinners, including American Thanksgiving on the beach, just like the first Thanksgiving, JK, but might as well add that to the fun fake story we tell. Pools, pools, all types of pools. World Cup parties, boat adventure that none of us deserved, and so we all kind of giggled in disbelief the entire time before we got slack-jawed by the views. An in-room private breakfast that was so amazing, I wound up taking 800 pictures of me, more than nature around me because I've never seen a breakfast like this. A donut board, and the best, it's weird to say you took that many pictures, but all your pictures look like this. (laughs) And the best personal concierge, Andrea, who insisted to take a picture with us. I don't know if that's her job title exactly, because I've never experienced all this, so I'm trying to remember if it, if it, and I feel like Nick and Gatsby sort of 
a bad analogy, but the real book I'm thinking of is called The Wanderer, and it's French, and I just remember it reminded me of The Great Gatsby. Anyway, this place was amazing. I don't get to see my family as often as I like, and it meant so, so, so much to me. I'm sorry it took eight months to post about it. A lot of life happened in between. A lot of life happening makes beautiful time spent with people you love all more special. Oh, and they have a chef that makes chocolate creations. No tags, no spawn, no nothing. But it is... It's giving mention all of these bullet points. <laughs> well, it, it is, but like it also is like kind of like, no, you know what? If it smells like a fish and if it tastes like a fish, it's a fish. <laughs> if it walks like a duck, like it quacks like a oh, duck. Oh, that's it's a it. Duck. Fuck. Oh my God, I forgot that it was a duck. I thought yeah, it was a sounds... fish. It almost seems like I'm faking it, but I'm really not. My brain really doesn't work that way. Okay. <laughs> If it tastes like a fish and looks like a fish, it is a fish. It does feel like this is mislabeled. This is spawn that is not identified as such. I don't know what else this could be other than exactly what the caller said, which is that it was a piece of spawn that she should have posted, which was part of the agreement. They got mad. Vidanta Resorts in Mexico said, um, I thought we had an agreement here. And she said, okay. And what I think is they are approaching, this is probably very, very wrong, but isn't like the time to go to if you live in like the northern hemisphere if you live in the united states isn't the time to go to mexico usually when it gets colder people here? are maybe planning their trips for this they're planning fall, their trips winter, for the fall so they were like the fall winter and spring that's i don't even think about that you're probably right about that i do think basically they followed up and they were like why didn't you ever post anything about this and mm-hmm. she was like oops and then she did Sorry. and then because it was so casual and maybe their agreement was almost a little too casual there's no tagging there's no nothing because no one's like oh you have to follow the rules it's like yeah. at this point who cares kind of although i guess this caller is like who cares coming in coming in to be like excuse me fcc <laughs> who cares whatever i hope she had a nice time in puerto Vallarta with her family okay we can move on there's no way that's not spawn how to be famous we got new boots, and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason, too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing, and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm-hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacovas is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets the perfect jeans performance pearl snaps cowboy hats bandanas you name it they'll get you outfitted they believe in western for all and you can feel that when you go into their stores when you walk in you'll be greeted like family i saw them do it to the girlies from the real house of potomac it seemed like they were being greeted like family you'll be offered a boot shine and a drink yes even the hard stuff if you prefer and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots but if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making, this, this happens to Bobby all the time, the specialty cocktail that Josh is making, we're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be, su- there's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store, but we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or Amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash, because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. How much of this same? Hi, Lindsay Bobby. This is Anusha calling from Sydney. Um, I'm hoping you could talk a little bit about DeFaro Wunatai. I have been watching Reservation Dogs the latest season and just wondering um, when this guy is going to get a big break outside of that show. Um, he's so good looking and really good actor, I think. I, I don't think his acting is always like 100% on point in this show, but it's also a really tricky role and the tone of the show is sort of interesting and often shifting. So I I would really like to see him in like just a straight lead drama kind of movie and I think he would be wonderful. I, I like compare him to Timothy Chalamet sometimes and I'm so frustrated that Chalamet seems to get just roles hurled his way. Um, and in fact, the the entire cast of Reservation Dogs, the young kids, they're all so good. And I really hope that they get more roles outside of it. Big leading parts. They deserve it. Okay, crunch, crunch, that MacBook. Defera Wunatai, you don't watch Reservation Dogs. I don't, but I, I put this in here because you do. And I was like wondering if like, this is a thing. I love Reservation Dogs. I know. The caller referred to DeFaro as giving like Timmy Chalamet, and it's really true. Got the floppy-headed, young model face, talented actor. Like the Timmy Chalamet comparisons are very spot on. He's not from Oklahoma. The show's set in Oklahoma. And he's not from Oklahoma, but he is OG Cree on his father's side. He's Guyanese on his mother's side. He's Canadian. And Reservation Dogs is really like the first big thing that he's ever done. And because he's only been doing it for a few years, it's only now that he can kind of move on. Is he going to get his breakout is the main question from this call. Like, what's he going to do next? If anyone's going to make it from the show, if anyone's like the hot new thing, it's him. The show's ending. So I think because the show's ending, all of them are going to do other things. Mm -hmm. That's usually how it works. Because the show's ending after this season. This is the third season. It's almost over. And then he gets to do other stuff. Also, it's like, this is the category of... um. People who got famous in the pandemic. 
This guy was not famous before the pandemic. This show started filming in 2021. Because he's been on this show for all this time, he's been focused on the show, so he can't really do much else. So it's like he doesn't really get a chance to sort of go out and do stuff until this show ends. And now that the show's ending, he gets to do stuff. Like he gets to like become a person outside of this show in this like post-pandemic world, the same world during which he got famous. Well, he's also in like a buzzy relationship with like a model. He's dating Quana Chasing Horse. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like that to me is like they're like power couple. It's giving power couple to me. And I was wondering if they were still dating. They're commenting on each other's posts, and she was just in the most recent episode of... She's not really an actor, but she was in the most recent episode of Reservation Dogs for the first time. She played the oh, younger version. Well, she played the younger version of someone. It? Yeah, I won't spoil, okay. but she played the younger version of someone, like, in a flashback. Okay. But don't you think that, like, them as a couple, too, is more, like, promising to be a breakout thing than them separately? Because I do think there's power in that, in the coupling. Because they're both, like, hot and young. Oh, and if they're still dating by the next Met Gala, they're definitely going to go together. Right, because that was her big like breakout moment when she was at the Met Gala, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, who is that? She looks amazing. And it was like, oh, it's a model. Yeah. Yeah. Very it couple. They're both with the same modeling agency, IMG. And they were in Natalie Portman's directorial debut, which was a music video for a group, Rob and Jack Lahana. I was like, what's he doing next? Because now that he has time, he can do anything. He's in a new horror, like teen horror movie co-starring Finn Wolfhard. So it's Finn and DeFaro Wunatai. It's funny that he's in this movie with Finn Wolfhard because like Finn, he gets famous on this show that gets like immensely popular and then it becomes your whole life. I think more so with Reservation Dogs because of the pandemic. Like that's all he did basically with regards to acting. And so it's only now that he gets the chance to sort of break out into separate stardom and because he's got the model thing, I think the Timmy comparison is so on point. Because he's got the model thing going, because he's got, like, the hot hooey girlfriend, too. Like, this is the guy that you call about, and this is the guy that's who to them track. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. I follow Zachary Quinto on Instagram, and except I forgot I did because he hadn't posted since the last day of 2020. And suddenly, like last week, he started posting again. And not just posting, but like posting a lot, like a lot of stories every day. And I'm just curious as to what you think is going on. I don't even really care about him that much. I just suddenly was like, why is he in my feed a lot? And I don't know if, does he have a movie coming up or a play? Or do you think he just like needed a break? And now he's back with a vengeance. Avia Tiangan, see you in Chicago in September. This is one of the funniest calls to me because the callers can't seem to figure out whether they care about Zachary Quinto, but clearly <laughs> is calling with a care and a thought of Zachary Quinto do you know what I mean and then uh -huh. it's like I don't even care about Zachary Quinto or like what he's doing or what he's up to but like this feels like a lot of posting you know what's going on with him I don't follow Zachary Quinto but I have a friend who does, who does. and the moment that yeah. Zachary Quinto started up again he was similarly no. sort of like what's going Stop. on here oh yeah you know him it's our GFF he was shook oh. by Zachary oh, Quinto returning to Instagram on. okay Caller and our GFF need to get together in the we don't care about Zachary Quinto, but we're still going to make comments about it and like wonder what's going on with Zachary Quinto and paying attention to whether Zachary Quinto is posting and how often he's posting. Zachary Quinto's, I think, a combination of two things. A, going to have to start promoting whatever he's working on soon. 
And they were like, you got to get back in your Instagram game. And B, mm-hmm. I think Zachary Quinto's on the prowl. It's giving I'm on the prowl. It's giving horny. <laughs> well, it is funny because the caller called about this about a, a month ago at this point. Like, I just didn't see this call until a little bit later, even though it made me laugh. So the yeah. caller called around August 1st. That's when the activity started. Then I went to his Instagram and I was like, okay, fine. And I found a post from... Yeah, that's uh, the one. Six six weeks ago that's that says, one. I'm back. It literally is like, I was away and now I'm back. It mm-hmm. was giving pandemic break, as we mm-hmm. all did. I don't really need to share my life with you. And and after a long and enjoyable hiatus, I'm wading back into these choppy waters. As a wise man once said, nowadays the world is lit by lightning. No sense trying to find my way by candlelight. Here's to looking ahead with light and love. En avant. Like, of course, just a very cl- classy way of getting back in the fray. A pic of him walking down New York streets. And then he's posted pretty consistently uh, once a week or a little bit or even twice a week after that with obviously a mound of stories to follow. It, it, it can be alarming when a celebrity you haven't heard from in a long time that you follow and you kind of forgot that you followed all of a sudden is like <clears throat> story, 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 story. And it's like you're kind of like, what do you want from me? Zachary Quinto doesn't want anything from our girly, but I do think that it does feel personal. And that's why social media is fucked up, because it feels personal to her. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, relax. You know, what's yeah. going on with you? Nowadays, the world is lit by lightning. I was Tom in the glass menagerie in high school. I just, That just came back to me. I was like, I knew I had to memorize that line. Nowadays, oh, really? the that's world is lit from? by lightning. Yeah. Tennessee Williams. Is that how you said it in that accent? I had to do like a like a oh, like a God. southern accent. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine the, mm-hmm. the damage that was mm-hmm. done psychically mm-hmm. to that audience. Okay, let's <laughs> Well, move there on. weren't many people there. Okay, let's, let's move, move on. on. <laughs> hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Okay, so um, I have a Gen Z who versus them question. A couple of weeks ago, I was with my fiance's little brother and his little brother's best friend. And these guys are like cuspers. They're like... You know, they think of themselves as zillennials. And I made, as you do, a passing reference to Groucho Marx. And these little bitches didn't know who I was talking about. And I was like, uh, you know, Groucho Marx. Big eyebrows, mustache, cigar. And I like did a little impression. And they're like, what? And I was like, the glasses, the glasses that are joke glasses. That's that's Groucho Marx's face. That's a guy. It's like a, he's like a fucking the most famous comedian. They're like, yeah, I don't know. Like he's just not like not that known, I guess. And I was like, are you not, what? So, um, Jesus. I mean, Groucho Marx. Who? I believe. Groucho Marx's of them. Can you please discuss this and help me find some peace? Thank you. Crunch, crunch. Showing hole. I'm sorry. I know you hate it, but it's just it's a good one. Okay, bye. Being so demoralized that Gen Z trolls you into doing a Groucho Marx impression in front of them is like not how I need our generation to like go down. You know what I mean? We're literally going down with the ship being like, you want to see my Groucho Marx impression? I'm desperate for you to recognize who this is. You want and me also, to be... what is your what is your Groucho Marx? It's giving um driving crooner. Because I was I, say, is that you... what your Groucho Marx impression would be? Oh, you were doing driving crooner, weren't you? <laughs> To be fair, driving crooner is doing Groucho Marx. You only do one thing with, with a cigar. You really only got one impression. 
Is Groucho Marx who are them? You don't need to weigh in on the anything else. Is he who are them? One, two, three, them. Them? Right. You now taught them. At some point, Gen Z is going to be exposed to Groucho Marx. I know. At some point, your friends from Gen Z will see a TikTok in which someone goes, here's what you need to know about the five things you need to know about Groucho Marx. What? He, he had a bus. He wore a hat. <laughs> and then they'll know who Groucho Marx is. But it needs to be shown to them in that way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I want to do something really stupid. I want to see all the famous, see if Famous Birthdays has like a list of famous Grouchos. <laughs> 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 Is he the number one Groucho? Let's see. Groucho. Let's see. He's the 40,000th most popular. He's number 10, born in 1890. He's the number seven October 2nd actor. And he's the number three last name Marks. What do you think the three Marxes above him are? There are two Marxes above Groucho and they're, you got to guess them. You're going to get them right. Richard? Yes. How is he above Groucho? Whatever. It's wrong. Who's above Richard? I don't know. Like some YouTuber named like Maddie Marks or something? No. There's only one other famous Marks, undeniably. Who? Who? Come on. The Marks. Madeline Marks? <laughs> Maddie Marks? Ma- Marks? Brooks Marks? Wrote a very famous book called Das Kapital. Carl? <laughs> yeah. Carl? Carl's Carl? number one. Carl? Okay, Carl Slay, that's number one. No, Carl is number one. Are you kidding? Carl's number one. That's good. And then we have celebrities born in 1890, and it's like Colonel Sanders, Dwight Eisenhower, Jelly Roll Morton, Agatha Christie, Ho Chi Minh, Stan okay. Laurel, Charles de Gaulle, okay. Duke Kahanamoku, H.P. Lovecraft, and then <laughs> Groucho Marx. I'm sorry that so many good, so many incredible guys were born <laughs> in 1890. When were they born? 1890. Okay. Hi, BLT. Um, sorry if this has already been done. I don't think it has. Um, but is Susan Lucci a who or a them? I feel like the phrase Susan Lucci is a them, but Susan Lucci herself is a who. So I don't know. Kind of stuck on this one. Need your help. Okay, thanks. Crunch, crunch. The phrase Susan Lucci is a them. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? That's <laughs> the phrase Susan Lucci is a them. But the person is a who? It's kind of an interesting um, assessment of the kind of Susan Lucci problem. Do you think it's because, like, she's kind of like a more of a cultural gag in your community? (laughs) Not specifying which community that is. (laughs) Versus being a real person that people know who she is. She's a television them. I think overall she's a who. You think so? Just yesterday, and maybe this is why the caller called in, she made Hollywood life for Susan Lucci 77 stuns in sparkling mini dress and rare new Good. photo. I mean, how does she look? Is she stunning? I gotta say, not only does she look stunning, she's posing with other people who are about her age, and she's absolutely destroying she's them. Washing if you them, are yeah. if you are over 70 and you take a photo with Susan Lucci, don't. I, don't. Don't. <laughs> Just fucking don't. don't. Just fucking don't. don't, because she's going to don't. slay you into oblivion. She's going okay. to slay Good. you into the old folks' home. Okay, so Susan Lucci is slaying you into the old folks' home. She's like, she's stealing Marsha Gay Harden's mother's man. 
Look okay. at the photo. Look at the photo of her absolutely obliterating these see. people who are just like see, see, perfectly lovely looking, you know, Oh over my 70s. God. It's everyone's like, everyone's like looking normal and actually quite good for their age. Mm-hmm. And Susan Lucci looks 52 tops. Maybe. Tops. Absolutely tops. She's got a full head of hair like you've never seen. The scalp has never seen the sun. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just gorgeous. Incredible. Okay, fine. So Susan Lucci is a who, though? I think she's a <laughs> She's definitely a who. Okay. She's definitely a who. I agree. I agree. Also, because what she's famous for is soaps, and we don't really have a yeah, no. soaps in our popular culture as no, much we don't. anymore. No. Okay. Groucho Marx, unfortunately, them here than Susan Lucci. Okay. <laughs> Susan Lucci. Don't tell her. Don't tell her. Hi, BLP. Is Jacob Elordi a them now? I thought about it and was like, yeah, he is. And then I thought about it harder and was like, there's no way. He's definitely still a who, right? On the edge of my seat. All right, crunch, crunch. <laughs> she thought about it and she said yes. And then she thought about it again. And she said, <laughs> she said no. no. Uh, one, two, three three who Who? i just don't he's not there yet he's not there yet he's not there yet people keep saying he's He's gonna get there there yet i think he could get there and i think he could get there fast i think he could i do think he's not there yet he's still dating olivia jade olivia jade Gianuli. Gianuli. he's in the new emerald fennel movie from the promising and promising one i heard the trailer was good I haven't seen the trailer yet. I haven't seen the trailer either, but it's supposed to be buzzy. Salt. I don't know if it's, it's good. Salt burn. Yeah, I think it's going to be at um, It's going to be at the film festival. I think it's going to be good. You know, who else is in it. Barry. Barry, Barry Kugan. Kugan. Well, you know who's, who's most importantly in it. Barry Kugan. Roz. Roz is in Roz? it. Roz. Yeah. Roz from Frasier. No, Rosamund Pike. Oh. <laughs> Roz. Roz is back. Roz, Roz is back. Roz is back. I keep seeing her like. Because she's in that stuff. Amazon and show that I refuse so, to watch. Well, what's iconic about Rosamund Pike is that everything she does, she feels out of place because mm-hmm. I'm like, why is she doing that? When it's like she's just doing normal celebrity things. Like she is like posting photos on Instagram. She is like selling a hat. She is like doing spawn. She is like going to a party. But I'm like, no, not my Rosamund Pike. I mean, not my Ros. Well, she's so amazing, Amy. She's both so amazing, Amy. So she's scary. No. And she's also somehow like. She, I feel like she's always about to call me a bitch or like a cunt or like call me, call me ugly. She has something. the gravitas of a cunty ghost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think she's always about to like say like, "fuck you." But like, did you see that video I sent you? I literally sent it to you out of nowhere, where it's like she did like she's like, "I'm going book shopping for Dior." Did you see? <laughs> oh that? yeah. You <laughs> sent it to me without never, context. I don't think I responded, responded to it. I think I just watched it. <laughs> But I knew you were just watching it and then I knew it would be in your brain because I would bring it and I would bring it yeah. up later. But yes. I did. But like, you know what I mean? Like, and now you and now it's in your brain because I sent it to you. I brought my Dior tote to the store and I'm going to fill it with books. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's really funny. You should play like a actually too long clip from it here. I'm excited to invite you into a very, very special place. It's hell. <laughs> with you bitch i don't care how many books this is hatchards in london's piccadilly it's one of the oldest bookshops in our capital built in 1797 as part of the dior book tote club i'd like to welcome you inside you come into a bookshop and you just see 
everybody's interests. You just follow people's minds. All the little whims that go off in all of our brains followed to the ultimate degree by these authors, and it blows my mind, really. As much as, much as I stand, that is a scary, scary woman. Scary. Scary. She's like, oh, Bobby, your new paperback edition is in here, and we'd love for you to sign some copies. And you're just standing outside like, I'm not going in there with her. <laughs> <laughs> And your editor's calling, like, Bobby, you got to go in. You got to send them in. You You're like, go I'm in not going in you gotta there. You got to go in with Rosamond. You got to go in with Rosamond. I'm like, I can't. I'm I not can't, going in there I with can't, her. I can't. I can't. <laughs> she is so scary. Oh, she's so talented. Yeah. No, it's good. Okay, great. That's perfect. Let's end on that. Let's end on Rosamond. I want to hear her say slouching towards Bethlehem. Sorry. Here's my second book. I wanted to talk about Slouching Towards Bethlehem, which is a collection of essays oh, by oh, Joan Didion. Oh, she did a twist on the word. Bethlehem. 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 I wanted to talk about Slouching Towards Bethlehem. That's the last thing you hear before everything goes black. Joan Didion's in hell. Like, where'd my friend go? Where'd Roz go? <laughs> I don't know okay. why Joe Didion's in hell. I don't know. I don't know why Joe Didion. <laughs> She's went through enough. <laughs> yeah, why would you put Joe Didion in hell? I was going with it, but I didn't really understand why. I more meant she was like, instead of slouching towards Bethlehem, she Rosamund Pike killed you, so you're slouching like off the seat yeah. that you're sitting on. Yeah, you're tied okay. up. You know. So Rosamund Pike, though, who are them? No one asked, but I no am. one asked. I think she's. I think she's a who. I, I'm sorry. I think she's a who. <laughs> no, you know why I don't want to answer that because no one asked. Okay. And if you want to call back and ask, that's fine, but no one's asked. So I don't need to do that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. This one, thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our Rita theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, newsletter sometimes, and more. Buy tickets to our live show, us. Buy the paperback of The Old Place. Out now. Come see me at the Tribeca Barnes & Noble with Ruman Alam. Buy tickets on Eventbrite. What else is there to say? That's it. Have a great week and happy Labor Day. Guess we'll be doing labor on Monday. That's right. Yeah, we'll right. be doing Us. labor on Monday. We forgot to take it off. Oops. <laughs> see you anyway, Tuesday. Congrats bye. to all of you. Bye. <laughs> Madeline Marks. Maddie Marks. Matt Marks. Brooks Marks. Wrote a very famous book called Das Kapital. Carl? <laughs> yeah. Carl? Carl's number one. Carl? Hi, BLT. So excited to see you in Chicago next month. I'm calling in about that Lauren Sanchez segment where Eva Longoria gave her a philanthropy award for, quote, doing things without any desire to be recognized. This is wild to me because Jeff Bezos' former wife, Mackenzie Scott, like, is actually doing that, like, a 100,000 times more than Lauren is. Like, Mackenzie Scott has given away $14 billion, $14 billion without any strings attached in such a way that it has like turned the nature of philanthropy on its head. Like she's actually making a huge difference. And it's shocking to me that like people are, like I would wanna be friends with Mackenzie Scott, like she's fucking slaying. But why are people allying themselves with Lauren Sanchez, who's like not half the person Mackenzie Scott is and like could never 
And is it just because they want to be close to Jeff Bezos? Which, like, why? I don't know. Mackenzie Scott is the cool one here of Jeff Bezos's love interests. Um, and she's actually doing the work and giving away billions of dollars. So why is Lauren Sanchez getting the recognition she does not deserve? Uh, showing hole, more to Makuchi than meets the eye. Um, crunch, crunch. I had the weirdest dream last night where I was at a fancy hotel in Scottsdale, Arizona. Or Phoenix, I don't know, in somewhere in Arizona. And I like knew that I was there to see Who Weekly or maybe just to see Lindsay and Bobby. But I like saw you both in the hallway. And I was like, oh my gosh, so excited, blah, blah, blah. I'm a hooligan. I'm a Patreon. And so we were like gabbing. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, hold on. And then you pulled out a phone with a picture of Amy Adams on the SAG line last yesterday, holding up her human sign. You're like, do you understand this reference? If you don't understand this reference, we can't talk to you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't remember. I think I do. And you're like, well, we can't talk. And you like turned around, and I started, like, crying. <laughs> because yesterday I saw that thing, and I thought, like, oh, she's funny and quirky. And then later someone reminded me that it was an arrival reference or whatever that thing is called. Um, <laughs> that was my dream last night. Okay, crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I just got my wisdom tooth out, and I'm showing hole, and nobody understands the joke. Showing hole. You know what queer person says? You crack my shit up. Idea. Absolutely, has said, crack my shit up. Does that sense?